important thing is to really uh, in in habit formation to access something that people are already doing, create a moment where you reward them or recognize them for what's being done, and then try to nudge them into a new cycle of behavior and, and then start it all over again. Welcome to the L&D podcast with your host, Nick Day of JDA Recruitment, specialist HR recruiters. This podcast is sponsored by Think Learning, specialists in learning and performance technologies. Visit thinklearning.com to find out more. Hello and welcome again to the HR L&D podcast. My name is Nick Day from James Gray Associates and today I am joined on the HR L&D podcast hot seat with Om Suthar, founder of SQRL. Now, for those not familiar with SQRL, it is a wellness and wealth creation platform that allows employers to advocate for their own physical and financial wellness for their employees. It is also a new way for employees to invest in their own physical and financial well-being all in one place. But rather than steal his limelight, I will let Om share with you exactly what that means and how you can get involved. It's certainly influencing uh, or has the potential, I should say, to influence HR and L&D departments, not just across the UK, but across the globe, which is really exciting. Through Om's time spent in the nine to five workforce, he noticed inconsistencies between the employer, employee and healthcare benefits. So with these inconsistencies, it inspired him to found SQRL, which is a reaction to the current state of corporate wellness programs. Om wants to disrupt the industry with SQRL because he believes that employees should have access to products and education as part of their overall financial well-being strategy. So without further ado, let's welcome Om to the HR L&D podcast. Welcome, Om. How are you feeling? Hey, feeling great. Thanks for having me, Nick. Absolute pleasure. I'm really excited to get involved in this podcast. It's something that uh, that's, that's, I'm really passionate about anyway. Wellness at work is, is a hot topic right now, certainly for HR professionals in the UK. And we know that there's an increase in, in mental health issues and anything that can be brought to market that can help with some of those things, I think is, is definitely something worth, worth discussing. L&D Podcast Discovery, questions to set the scene. I wonder if you would, just to begin with, Om, um, just give our listeners a bit of an insight into your career journey to date that has ultimately led you to developing this SQRL app that, as I mentioned in the introduction, is very much focused on improving physical and financial well-being. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a designer by trade. Uh, I actually studied uh, automotive design at uh, uni in uh, Coventry University in, in, in the West Midlands. Um, since then, I've designed transport packaging, consumer electronic products, as well as applications that touch millions of lives. Um, and then over the past four years, I've been working uh, for a major financial institution in America. Uh, and, I, and I've learned firsthand how intrinsically tied together physical, emotional, and financial wellness are. Three out of four Americans are going to be pre-diabetic by the age of 50. Uh, uh, 60% of Americans don't have $1,000 in savings, and all of the increases in healthcare costs are being offset onto employers and consumers. So that was my big insight um, into wanting to try to tackle this space was because uh, every industry tries to tackle one component of it, whether it be uh, you know physical wellness versus financial wellness or emotional wellness. No one's quite cracked it because I believe they're actually all one thing. So I guess then with that in mind, could you give the HR L&D podcast listeners an insight into what the SQRL app 
is, and I guess more importantly, how it's going to help equip them and inspire people to, as you say, take their physical and financial health into their own hands. Yeah. So, so the name first, uh, I, I, you know, uh, we we thought about um, squirrels, and uh, we thought as a as a startup, we can't we can't afford any vowels. So, um, it, it's we we we've gone around. We've definitely heard it uh, pronounced as SQRL, but also um, squirrel is the intent. And the way it works is uh, we have a bias towards action. So we believe that um, learning by doing is more powerful than me telling you about what you should do and how it should benefit you and things like that. And uh, Squirrel really focuses on downstream activities, which means things that you're naturally already doing and may not be getting credit for. So uh, steps, uh, tracking steps is actually a part of what we call um, the industry called uh, Nest. Uh, uh, non-exercise, uh, sorry, NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenics. And what that means is what is all the energy that you're really burning up uh, just doing your normal day life, right? And so really before even getting to the gym or getting into fitness or things like that, you're probably expending uh, quite a bit of energy, um, especially if you live in like, you know, the UK more so than even US, uh, just um, being pedestrian and walking around. So we uh, imagine tying a savings habit uh, to it. So imagine say uh, setting aside a dollar or a pound for every thousand steps that you take. And day over day, week over week, month over month, that could really add up. In fact, you could average as little as 3,000 steps a day and save $1,000 for yourself within the course of a year. That's really the power of the physical and financial wellness. Like you don't have to do anything different and you'll already start seeing the compounding benefits of it uh, over time. And we actually added an emotional wellness aspect of it because the last two years, I've experienced a profound change in my own life uh, using something called the Daily Gratitude Journal, where I write down like five things that I'm grateful for every morning. And it's just really made happiness my way of being rather than an outcome or a destination I'm always trying to drive towards. So what, what we've done is we've actually added a prompt in the morning where you can journal one thing you're grateful for and how it makes you feel. And then at the end of the day, one thing you've accomplished and how that makes you feel. And in an unbiased, non-judgmental way, uh, we visualize that progress for you day over day, week over week, month over month. So only your eyes can really unlock the insights of what that means and what's happening. Sure. Fantastic. Well, it sounds, it sounds really exciting. So just, just walk me through, I guess I downloaded the app today um, and I wanted to improve my financial um, uh, wellness to begin with and also my physical wellness. You mentioned there um, you could start earning rewards for number of steps that you take, which I think is a fantastic idea. It's certainly very current at the moment. Everyone seems to have a, some kind of step council on them these days. And certainly I'm all for promoting um, good physical health. Um, it's something I'm very passionate about personally. If I just downloaded the app now, what would be my sort of day one usage of the app? What would it look like uh, just to sort of create a, a visual picture for the listeners? Sure. Yeah. So um, we connect to Apple Health or Google Fit, depending on the Android or iOS device you have. We only read the uh, get read access to that data. So from a privacy standpoint, we're not trying to pr pr proprietorize your health data the way some health insurance companies try to. Uh, we're just we're just trying to utilize it in a way that's permissible uh, uh, by you. And um, then once you set that up, um, set set up notifications, it'll read the uh, health data from your phone 
and it'll show you um, the steps that you've you've already taken in the day. And then the first goal of the day is to match yesterday's steps. The second goal is to walk 500 steps more. And if you did that for 14 days consecutively, you'd actually be <laughs> at a at at a, a 10,000 steps average uh, per day, which would be fantastic because even moving 2,000 steps more. Um, and keeping it is actually an 8% reduction in the risk of chronic cardiovascular disease. So uh, that's really uh, incremental, but very uh, impactful. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. And, and so how does that financial part then play into that? So I've hit my 10,000 steps. Where does that start to, how does the app work in terms of that improving my financial health? Yeah. So what you would see initially, um, the app is free to try. You would see how much save, potential savings it's incurring then you may be prompted or you can actually go connect your app to your save, uh, checking and savings account. So you're bringing your own checking account and your own savings account. And all we're doing is removing the funds at the end of each week based on your activity uh, from your own checking account to your own savings account. And we charge $4.99 one-time fee in order to um, securely move your funds for you. Uh, so yeah, and so that way it's pretty straightforward. Um, the funds never leave your financial institutions because the big thing that we found is in current savings apps, you know, people don't understand how ACH money movement works. And then when you move funds outside of your own financial ecosystem and you need it when you're in a bind, uh, it might take three to five business days to withdraw those funds. And uh, that's only doubling down on the crises that you're experiencing. So uh, we want to really help our customers, uh, uh, avert that crisis as much as possible uh, while using our app. Sure. Well, that makes perfect sense. I've got a really good visual picture of that now. Now, I know also you think that there's um, a real opportunity for employers to embrace uh, the Squirrel or SQRL app as well. And I know that you're very passionate, um, certainly about making it where the employers should be making wellness part of a, a company's culture. Why do you think then from an HR perspective, the HR professionals should be making wellness part of a company's culture? And, and how could your app play a part? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in the Americas here, um, HSA, HRA, FSA, you know, um, programs, especially when you have a high deductible insurance plan, um, there's really not a lot of options uh, for meaningful wellness programs in this space, unless you're an enterprise company. And then uh, typically what you see is these wellness programs are bundled with your plan because they know they can't sell it on its own. And what it allows the insurance companies to do is to beef up their underwriting and actuarial science uh, and inadvertently can increase the cost of deductibles. So even though you don't see the, you know, as a fully insured program, you don't see the uh, increase or decrease in savings into your bottom line, uh, only the insurance company does it does still affect the cost of your um, uh, health insurance uh, for premium for your for your company. So what we wanted to do was really put the employers uh, and the employees in the driver's seat. And what we do is we provide a valuable, cost-effective program that has clear ROI. And the way it works is um, the employer can, uh, ease, within 10 minutes, deploy our wellness program all on their own, and we automate the whole program. The, what we do is we um, we verify the business and the the employer. Then we allow you to add your employees, and then you can personalize the condition and the payout. So what that looks like is you could say, 
hey, I want to pay a dollar to my employees every time they hit 10,000 steps, or I want to pay pay $5 every time they finish their gratitude journal for a month, or I want to pay two bucks to the top three in the leaderboard uh, at the end of each month. And we'll automate the, pro, uh, the payouts from the employer's checking account to the participating employee savings account uh, at the end of each month. And what, what our employers really love uh, about this is, first, uh, every employee has to connect their own checking and savings account to incur their own savings in order to receive these bonus matches, if you will, from the employer. Um, you, you get a dashboard that shows you aggregate anonymous level data on performance so you can check in at any time and see how your, your cohort's doing, uh, you know, uh, when, are, when are the down days, when are the up days. Um, and we have a lot of other great features coming along the way as we, we build this out and get feedback. Um, and the beauty of it is um, you really pick the budget and the values uh, and that kind of options just you know that flexibility has never been able uh, never been there for employers to express for themselves and that's really uh, the beauty of our system that and the speed to deploy because typically you have to wait days or weeks to launch something and then you've got to wait for um, you know a wellness specialist to come in and give a three-hour presentation and nobody's got time for all those things and uh, by by creating this the way we have we've actually opened it up to have um, unique sectors of the job market that traditionally have never had a wellness program be excited about this. So thinking about remote teams, uh, construction teams, uh, labor jobs, uh, all of a sudden they're democratizing their workforce by, you know, when, when you the, there's a huge power in seeing the CEO and the dock workers, for example, um, competing in the same steps challenge every week. And, uh, you know, it kind of humanizes that, hey, you know, like we all have the same goals and same struggles that we're, we're all uh, faced with at the end of each day. Engage, learn, perform with Think Learning, specialists in learning and performance technologies. We're experts in solving the challenges of targeting, tracking, training in regulated environments. We have developed the Totara platform to provide a cost-effective, organisation-wide, talent solution that can help you to provide a safer and better place to work. Customizable workflows promotes engagement through onboarding and induction, whilst an intuitive user interface helps drive ongoing engagement with learning. Bespoke workflows for performance appraisal and integration to payroll and recruitment systems transform Totara into a powerful and holistic talent platform. You'll find us to be responsive, collaborative and solution-focused. Visit thinklearning.com for more information. It's potentially game-changing. I love the idea. I love the fact that you could, you know, pit one team up against another and you can, you know, all the time it's uh, it, it's, it's promoting good health and, 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 and you know, good practices, as you say, for, for health and financial wellness. I think it's, uh, it's very clever. Is there a, um, a payrolling element that needs to be considered? So when you say they link to the checking accounts uh, directly, how is that payroll? So if it was happening in the UK, how, how, would that work? how would that work from a payroll perspective? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we're still working out to understand what the tax implications are in, in the UK as we plan for our international release there next year. But um, in the US, the way it works is depending on which state you're in, uh, you can get up to a 40% discount on whatever you spend, uh, tax deduction on whatever you spend on this program. 
So uh, the payments are done directly, although we are working on integration with payroll systems as kind of our uh, another 2020 goal, if you will. Um, and uh, we use a very secure bank grade um, API uh, for the money movement. So really, we're just passing it encrypted keys. We're never really have access to uh, that sensitive data at, at any stage, nor do we need it. Great. Fantastic. So for those listening in the UK, we'll not, I have spoken to Tom prior to, to this recording, and I know that you've got, a, as you say, a 2020 launch date in mind. So definitely let us know if it's something you're interested in. I can obviously pass on your details, and I will put um, the, uh, the, the, contact, the contact details for Omsi Thar in the, in the episode notes as well if you want to have a look at the website or con- reach, out to, reach out directly. Now, I know um, from your perspective, Om, you have done a lot of research into the psychology of motivation. I wondered if you could share some of your findings with our HR and LND listeners. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, the first thing that uh, sticks out in my mind is, um, as humans, we're exceptionally poor at setting expectations for ourselves, especially when starting something new, which is why we didn't start the, the this experience with goal setting. Uh, though we have a feature coming out for goals, um, it, the important thing is to really, uh, in, in habit formation, to access something that people are already doing, create a moment where you reward them or recognize them for what's being done, and then try to nudge them into a new cycle of behavior um, and, and then start it all over again. So uh, that's really where we're doing uh, what we're doing, which is very different from, for example, very other very successful wellness programs such as Fitbit, where um, you have to start something new, like wearing a Fitbit wearable in order to then start the process of habit formation. And that's really the weak link for them is, uh, you know, 66% of their participants uh, after two to three weeks stop wearing the Fitbit wearable if they're not used to wearing it. And then kind of the whole proposition falls apart from there. Um, so we don't have those inefficiencies because we're, we're using your iPhone or your Android phone that you already have. And now, granted, they, that may not cover all the steps that you're taking every day, but it's a good majority of them and, and a great starting point. Um, we do also, um, by the way we access this information, the steps data, if you have an, uh, a Google or Apple wearable, um, it does integrate and collect that data as well. So that's all nice and uh, you know synchronized properly, which is which is really great for people already with the wearables. Um, but the, the remainder of the habit formation is really about um, those those small nudges and then having uh, a network effect of seeing your peers with you and kind of creating a, a friendly camaraderie, if you will, um, to get you to push yourself into a new uh, new norm. Where you know uh, you'd go from hey like being about three thousand or thirty five hundred steps a day, which is the national average, to about five thousand or six thousand. But then you know jumping from six thousand to eight thousand would be uh, uh, four times the effort there. So we have to up the game and uh, 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 you know introduce new capabilities uh, at that point. So these are the uh, the kind of uh, behavioral nudges that we're working on. Uh, expressing and uh, experimenting. I can't say that we have them right uh, or figured out completely, but uh, this is what we're really excited to learn and grow uh, along with our users. Fantastic. Well, it sounds exciting. As you say, you know, going from three and a half thousand, which is the average, if you can double that to 7,000 or more without, you know, without thinking about it as such, um, then that's a, you know, double your output in a week is a huge, huge change. Um, 
And uh, I think that'd be, that, I think that's fantastic. So I know that uh, you're a huge advocate for holistic wellness as well. On, um, We already know that optimum performance at work is very closely aligned with holistic wellness. But with social media apps sending us new notifications all the time, you know, we're getting notifications from Instagram, from Facebook and every other app that we download and work stress and mental health issues are very much on the rise, certainly here in the UK. How can we make taking care of our bodies, hearts and minds a real priority? Yeah, that's a really fantastic question because um, it really starts with intentfulness. Um, You know, social media and all these things are not inherently bad. It's how we're prone to use them. Um, and that's why we've you know been very careful about the number of uh, uh, notifications we send every day. Uh, we don't want to litter your whole day with these things. We're, we're very intentional about you know starting and ending your day with this level of focus and accomplishment so you feel whole and complete in, with what you're already doing. Um, and really, the biggest part is about feeling happy about who you are here and now, and then making incremental, sustainable changes over time that compound in value. Um, You know, I'm very uh, suspect of any program that that kind of uh, uh, lauds uh, overnight changes, because even if you, if you, if it is true, it's not sustainable. And so, you know, if you think about um, uh, mental effort that goes into anything, it's like any muscle over the course of the day, over as you load it with more things, it gets tired. So one thing is definitely to you know work on the stamina and endurance of that muscle. But the other thing is to be really selective about what you use that muscle for and to make it a really effective part of your day. And that's what we hope our app helps people do ultimately is get them off that hedonic treadmill. Um, you know, goal setting is really not about getting to the next destination because there's always going to be somewhere else you want to go. But really, it's about being happy with who you are here and now, and then and then continuing to build on it in a way you feel is uh, doable. Great. So that's very much from a personal perspective. Um, why do you think, though? Because I know obviously that we've talked a little bit about how the app could really impa- uh, impact on corporate wellness programs. Why do you think physical, emotional, and financial wellness should form part of an employer's responsibility or an HR department's responsibility in this case? Yeah, um, I'll start with financial stress because we've, you know, every HR specialist and expert knows that financial stress is one of the leading causes of distractions or stress in, in part of the workplace. And while we cannot you know, uh, dramatically affect how much we pay every worker, we can definitely help them uh, bring back, um, I guess almost bring into vogue uh, living within a means, right? Um, just understanding where we're spending uh, disposable income, reeling that back in, making it a group activity, something that is a part of the work culture uh, to really build what I call financial resilience which means if something bad happens or uh, you know an emergency spend occurs i don't have to dip into my credit score uh, or borrow money in order to cover it and and that's really where um the you know the savings part it really becomes impactful because you'll see there's no points to redeem into uh dollar amounts and things like that there's no like trickery there um it's really about the value of money and and having it be transparent and having uh, having savings become part of 
uh, the new norm part of a part of the culture. Great. So with that in mind, then, how do you see the future of the workforce changing? Do you think we're going to start to see an increase in this type of fitness or wellness app that, you know, whether it's SQRL school or whether it's something else? Are we, you know, in your mind, do you think we're going to see a real increase in these kind of wellness apps that will look to motivate its users through financial um, wellness, but coming via an employer wellness scheme or, or things like that? Or, or do you think this is going to stay rel- relatively revolutionary for some time? I think what's going to happen is, um, or what I intend to happen at least, is uh, something like this should be interoperable. You should be able to go from employer to employer and basically just change who you're getting the payouts from. Um, uh, you should. This should be something that's uh, part of a government program or a, or even like a uh, on a county level, which we're working with our chamber of commerces in our local county to figure out how we make that effective. Um, we could see ourselves creating a wellness score for these communities and these employee employers to kind of really uh, create a, 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 a real snapshot of how, uh, how well, uh, how much, uh, you know, the employers are investing in the wellness of their community and what that community is really shaping up to be like, because that will be a really big determinant and the kind of employment we uh, people will want to go seek. And, and I think really because the reason this is happening is because we're moving away from a goals mindset to a values-based mindset where everyone's wanting to live a life of their values. And this is very much part, a reflection of that, that change um, that you just don't see in our traditional benefits programs. Sure, sure. That's clever. No, I like that. And it's, it's absolutely true. We're seeing definitely seeing that trend here in the UK as well. So, well, last thing before we enter the L&D vaults, I just want to ask you why, obviously, you use something you've studied in, in great detail, but why do you think wellness as a term and something that's very current right now, why do you think wellness is good for both candidates and employers alike? First of all, if you're a small business employer, you don't have very many options right now. So uh, we, you know, any new option is actually worth trying out and, and doing. And I don't, I, I do recognize that a lot of the employers I talk to, there's, there's never um, a lacking of a want to have wellness be a part of their uh, workplace. It's just a matter of, is it cost effective and it, will it fit their budget? The other thing is from, from a wellness perspective, there's five different generations in the workplace now, there's more than there've ever been. And wellness means something different for everyone. So we're not going to ever become the calm or the headspace or like a very specific type of wellness. We, we just wanna provide this wellness as a as like the first experience and we'd encourage actually our users to go deeper into uh whatever wellness means to them uh beyond what the app provides uh i think that's really all our ultimate vision is to uh teach literacy at a very fundamental level for holistic wellness and and let people explore and define what it means to them Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, listen, I know that there's going to be listeners out there you know, dying to, to have a look at what this app's all about. So I will put some links in the episode notes. But I always had a quick chat with um, part of the uh, recording of the podcast where you told me that you're already using two APIs, one of which will already allow us to or allow you guys rather to deploy in the UK. Um, I know that you're testing some international markets as well at the moment. I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about some of your launching plans uh, when the UK in particular may expect to see more of or not just your research but the app itself um yeah so we can start uh start you know, getting excited about how it might impact the wellness programs uh, in, in in the uk 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now we're in a, what I call an R&D phase where we're just trying to research and reach out to uh, companies in the UK and the other emerging markets such as India and Canada that we're uh, expressing to reach out to Next. Um, I know UK will definitely be our beachhead for Europe uh, before any other European com- uh, countries. Um, so you could look out for us to try to launch in uh UK quite realistically by Q2 of uh, 2020. And um, we're going to be in Canada by the end of this year. And uh, it, we're going to be running a test pilot in India as well um, by the end of uh, this year. And, and the reason being is uh, these are heavily pedestrian markets and uh, there's high levels of um, pre-diabetic populations that we could uh, provide uh, tremendous value to. So um, that's really the way we're gauging this, but it's never too early to start having conversations and understanding uh, what it feels like for our customers and what uh, what you know different offerings we need to include for uh, to reflect values for those markets. Fantastic, fantastic. We're going to quickly open the L and D vault. Opening the L and D vault. I'd like to ask you one: What is the one piece of advice you would give to someone who is working in HR right now? I would say have open conversations with your employee base about what wellness really means to them. And if we're sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great year it's been for you, what will you have hoped to have achieved? Uh, I track two two metrics more over everything else. Did I help every one of our users save $1,000? And did I get every one of our users to uh, walk 2,000 steps more every day from when they started? Uh, That's really the two KPIs I care about the most. Fantastic. I love those goals. They're great. God, that's uh, if you don't do that in the UK and you achieve it, Om, I think you'd uh, deserve a knighthood. So uh, kudos to, to those objectives. <laughs> They're fantastic. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure joining me today. Thank you so much for giving us some insight, not just into the SQL app or the SQL app, but also into your experience in uh, you know uh, looking at motivations or psychology of motivations, talking about wellness, which is such a hot topic right now. I wish you every success with the app. I can't wait to see it get launched in the UK. And I know for our global audience, who are a lot of US listeners here as well, I'm sure they will uh, will be keen to hear more about it. So it is available, I understand, for the US market already in the App Store. Is that correct? That's correct. Fantastic. So if you are listening to this in the US, go onto the App Store and have a look. And I will put some links to the App Store and the Android Store as well um, to the app if you are based in the US and you want to download the app to find out more. But that's all I've got to, to, for, for today on the HRND podcast. Thank you ever so much for joining us. And I will look forward to speaking to you all again in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to the L&D podcast with your host, Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, specialist HR recruiters. This podcast has been sponsored by Think Learning. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please review it, share it and subscribe so you never miss a future episode.